our reading today is that of the apparition of Jesus at the Sea of Tiberias when the disciples go out fishing and they catch nothing that night. And the next day, the next morning, Jesus appears to them, although they don't recognize who he is until the miraculous catch of fish happens. Well, this, this feature of the disciples not being able to recognize Jesus by his physical appearance is something quite characteristic of many of the apparitions of the risen Lord. And it's meant to show something. The fact that Jesus shows himself in a way that they cannot immediately recognize. Uh, it's one of those mysterious aspects of the gospel. Many of the, the fathers and great minds of the church in commenting on this say that, you know, in one way Jesus wanted to show the, himself to them um, in continuity with the, the life he had led on earth. For example, he had the marks of the nails and such, right? So they could recognize it's the, it's the same Jesus that we always knew, is the teacher, we recognize him. And in another way, he wants to show the novelty of the resurrection and the fact that there's a sort of new kind of life in the resurrection, that the resurrection is not simply going back to the same life again, right? That, that, that heaven, that the life of heaven, is not simply kind of, you know, simply repeating the life he, we live here. It's, it's something trans that goes beyond uh, our experience. It's like immersing ourselves in God in the bliss and the, and the wisdom and the, and the joy of God. And, and so there's a novelty that we don't completely know yet. And so that's why the accounts of the resurrection try to capture this. The Lord tries to balance this by showing the similarities with his earthly life. He has a body. He can be recognized in some ways. He has the, the same, you know, the nail marks and such. But also that he wants to show that novelty by emphasizing like he's not going to back to live with them all the time or he shows himself in an aspect that they cannot fully recognize. Okay, so also another perspective of why he does that is to, that they may learn to recognize his invisible presence in, in, the, in, in the life of the church. You know, many times when you're doing things and you're going through life, you, you sense that God is guiding your life, that he's speaking to you through what's going on and the, and the things that happen to you. That he's, he has this careful hand close to you. And so the fact that, for example, John recognizes Jesus when they see the miraculous catch of fish, well, that's an unmistakable sign. They say, well, this happened before. You know, when, when someone said to us, cast the net on that side and we caught all these fish that we, when we were not able to catch anything for, for, for the whole night, that means something. There's someone who is speaking here, and that's the Lord. Okay, so in a similar way, you know, transpose this to today. You know, suddenly this thought comes to mind when you're asking the Lord for guidance and you're praying, and you follow that thought and you follow that resolution, and that results in an amazing fruit in the spiritual fruitfulness, in growth. You can sense that how, how that blesses a relationship, for example, or how it brings you to reconciliation with someone. And then you go back and recognize, you know, that thought, that was the Lord just wasn't me you know it wasn't I've been trying to do this so for so, such a long time and it only came to happen when that that word of that voice came from the Lord so you see it's a way of learning how to recognize the presence of the risen Christ in our midst and so Jesus is uh, teaching them how to do that he's forming the faith of his disciples he's, he's teaching them how to discern uh, his presence and his activity in 
uh, in the church, even when they don't see him physically or when even that vision is not what they know how to recognize. Okay, that's, I think, the main aspect or the main perspective on which to meditate on this gospel. Now, there's, let me add a couple more very briefly. Another great angle at which to look at this gospel is the friendship of Christ, his love for the disciples. I love also to meditate on this gospel, imagining all the, the elements of kindness and camaraderie and warmth of Jesus. He waits them with this breakfast that is ready for them. You know, he, he prepares a, a charcoal fire. He has food there. He asks them, bring the food that you have. Uh, you know, and this, always these meals with the risen Christ have some Eucharistic undertones. The other, a third perspective can be the way in which the disciples were feeling. They, were, they had been fishing for a whole night. They got nothing. And understandably, they were in a bad mood. They were not very, you know, in, 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 the, best, you know, uh, in the best mood themselves. When Jesus asked them, have you caught anything? No. <laughs> There's no very laconic answer. Uh, and and I, I think at times, especially in this situation we're living through, we can identify with that sort of, you know, kind of listlessness or, you know, bad mood. Uh, and Jesus meets us where we're at. You know, we don't have to be in a sort of special you know, angelic mood to, to receive him. He meets us exactly where we are at. And he's able to, to bring up spir spiritual fruitfulness in, in any situation. So choose the perspective you, you most uh, feel like can res resonates with you for the meditation today and see where the Lord leads you.